I greet you in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He has come into this world. He has lived for us. He has suffered for us. He has died for us. He has been risen from the dead for us. And today we are here because He is alive. Amen. You know, whether alive or death, He has gone through it. And because of Him, we will live tomorrow. Even so, this is a reality. We know he has conquered this once and for all. I want to greet all of you who are here at Go Center, and I want to greet those of you who have joined us on television, and I want to ask everybody in this congregation, just give a good, good welcome to our visitors on television. <clears throat> for the better part of uh, this year, we have been looking at the family in studying the Word of God, what God says about the family, and we realize that there is uh, a lot of attack on the family in these days in which we are living. And uh, for today, I want to, uh, for this time, conclude the series. I might come back later on to it, but for, for now, I'm going to uh, have the last uh, message on this series, Family Under Attack. And... Uh, this is specially directed to the singles. I know the singles have always been asking me, uh, talking about the, the family, what about us, the singles? But singles are part of the family, isn't it? You know, families don't just consist of spouses, fathers and mothers, but families consist of children, teens, youths, uh, young adults. This is what makes up the family. And so today I want to especially speak to you, but let me tell you the parents, we, this is a message for you too, because uh, it has got something to do uh, with living together. Later today we have got a, a very special meeting for the couples, and so if you feel you don't get enough, you must be there in the couples meeting, because that's where we are going to talk more about the life concerning couples. This is in the afternoon. But right now, let's turn to the book of uh, Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9. Uh, this is a scripture which I believe uh, many of us know. Uh, it's a scripture which very often is being uh, read during uh, times of uh, uh, weddings. But it's a scripture which I believe has got a lot of value, a lot of spiritual power in it because it talks about a very important principle and that is the principle of togetherness, of fellowship, of supporting one another. So the Bible reads here, two people are better off than one. Praise the Lord. Praise God for every one of you in your single capacity, but it's always better to have somebody on your side, all right? For they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple-braided Court is not easily broken. And going back right to the book of Genesis, when God created uh, 
mankind, male and female, the Bible says here, then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. Praise God. Lord our God, we want to thank you for these words, the words which you have given to us from your mighty throne, and I pray that you bless this word, and that you bless each and everyone listening today, whether it's here at this church, or even on their television sets, whoever is there, Lord, we bless them in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I want to talk about a subject I have uh, entitled, Increasing Your Bandwidth. Now, if you are using computers and you are logging on on the internet on a regular basis, you probably know what bandwidth is all about. Okay? Bandwidth is, uh, you know, the, the, the link between your computer and the internet. And uh, when your bandwidth is very tiny, it's very narrow, then it takes forever. If you want to send an attachment or if you want to open a, a website, you know, this is what we call on bandwidth. But I believe bandwidth is a generic term, term which can be used for many, many different things. And, you know, every one of us as a human being has a certain bandwidth. Okay? We have got certain abilities, certain strengths. And, of course, there are other areas which we would call weak in our, in our life. So, every single one of us has got a certain bandwidth. Okay, things where we, where we are good at, things which we do well, things which we enjoy, things which we like, and where we easily, uh, you know, put our hand and overcome very quickly. There are other areas in our lives where we are not good at, you know, things which we don't do well. Uh, I hope you have gone to school and you did very well in every subject. I know I didn't. Okay, I had certain subjects I liked and certain subjects I didn't like. I think most of us are like that. Even if you like all the subjects in school, there are some other subjects which probably give you trouble. The fact is, we all are made in a certain way and we all need to have an increase of our bandwidth, if I may say so. Recently, we, are, we were putting online a... a uh, uh, a new link to the internet here in this place and all of a sudden the internet is flowing much much faster because our bandwidth has increased okay so I want every one of you to look at increasing your bandwidth okay I'm talking especially to singles who are of good age you know uh, it's high time that you are looking at increasing your bandwidth all right? Uh, we'll talk about it. Okay, let me begin at the beginning. Okay. You see, the family is God's wonderful masterpiece. And the family needs to be sustained through the generations. The family is always a work in progress. It was in 1979 that somebody wrote, just married. Okay, just married. That was my marriage, okay, and my wife's. Just married. In the meantime, 
I have already seen my daughter married. Okay? And uh, we have just heard somebody had or has the 12th anniversary. Congratulations for that. But you will see very few years from now, you will actually walk down the aisle again yourself, but with somebody else. And that's what life is all about. You know, there is a constant progress going on, a st constant transformation, but there are certain things which remain in those constants. So remember, family is not just husband and wife. Family is made up of parents, children, youth, young adults, or whatever the case may be. All right? And it's a, a constant movement. You know, from where you have been yesterday to tomorrow and day after tomorrow, family must always rejuvenate itself constantly. I remember so many times when I stood here to declare young couples, husband and wife, and I see a number of you sitting here, and it's now years, and you are still together, and praise the Lord for that. This is good. But you are no longer just alone. You now have your children, and they are growing up from one level to another level. There is a constant change going on. There's no standstill. Remember, just married today, tomorrow it's a different story. Amen? But what is important is that the values of marriage will be carried on to the next generation. The values of commitment in marriage must be brought to our young adults, to our youth, to our teenagers, and even to our children. Because we want these values to remain even after we, the older ones, have left. We want marriage to be a strong pillar in the ocean which is really in trouble. We realize today that family is under great threats. What we are seeing in our world today, I think it hasn't been seen, not on that level, ever in the history of mankind. Of course, there have always been problems, but you know what we are seeing today is a worldwide move and through the media, any trash will be swept into your home if you are not careful, if you are not knowing where the off switch is on your television sets. Okay? So we, we, we live in a time when there is a tremendous attack on the, on the values of the family. And we realize that there are major changes going on in our worlds. A major challenge today is that many people feel marriage is no longer necessary. Why can we not just live together for as long as we wish, and if we don't wish anymore, we go our separate ways? How sad that is. Because really, understand marriage is not just being together for convenience sake. Marriage is a lifelong relationship which God himself has designed for us to get benefits from. You know, not just uh, getting your pleasures met uh, at one time or the other, but a relationship which is building you and shaping you and making you a better person. A relationship which gives you a new 
much wider bandwidth than you could ever imagine before. That's what marriage is all about. And you know, marriage is of great, great value. Because marriage means commitment. It's not just a companionship. It has not just anything to do with, you know, uh, some uh, stealing of pleasures for a moment. No, marriage is a constant being there for one another throughout one's lifetime. And I want to tell you, people who are not yet married, this is something you need. Okay? It's not me saying that. It's God who said that. All right? God said it's not good for man to be alone. Are you with me? It's not good for man to be alone. What else do you want to hear? You know, some people say, well, you never know. Maybe marriage is not for everybody. Well, let me tell you, marriage is for everybody except very peculiar cases which are the exceptions. And you know, usually exceptions are proving the rule. You understand? So if God calls you to be single, that's the exception. But I have not met many people who are called to be single. Okay? If you are remaining single... Uh, that is your choice. But I want to tell you, you should plan to get married. Okay? Maybe you are saying, I have done that, but somehow didn't work out. Why, why, why don't you give it another try? And I'm going to give you some hints today. Okay? Now, let's understand, God says we are not meant to function alone. Two is better than one. Okay? Very simple. Okay? Is that difficult to understand? You know, everybody who is going to grade one learns one and one is two. Okay? And two minus one is one. Okay? Simple. So, uh, the Bible makes it very clear. Two is better than one. So, those of you who are still single and you are supposed to have reached a certain good age... The question is, why? What are you doing there still alone? You know? Make yourself available. You understand? Now, I know we are living in a very complicated time. You know, it's very much easier to get married in a village than in a metropolitan place like ours, isn't it? You know, we have become so familiar to each other. We know each other very well. And you know, you see friends all over. And you don't know that you young man, that behind that uh, lady friend you have, is not just any friend, but it's a woman. Now, why am I saying that? You know, some people say, you know, when I ask questions, what about you and you? I say, no, that one is just a friend. <laughs> you are blind, my friend. <laughs> Open your eyes. You see, marriage does not happen by accident. Let me tell you. I did not get married by accident. Is there anybody here who is married who can say I was married by accident? Raise your hand. I can't see any hands. 
Marriage requires work. Needs input. You need to have a plan. Okay? If you are not planning to marry in a certain period of time, you will not do it. There was one brother, many of you know him, and I don't want to mention his name, but he took long, and I, I always uh, came back to inquire, what is happening? And he says, yeah, anytime, anytime. Then one day he made a mistake. He gave me a, a timeline. He said, in two years, I will be married. And I said, okay, I'll take you up on that. And then, of course, the two years started clicking, you know, counting down. And I didn't see anybody around him, you know. And once in a while, he came near to somebody, but then again, a few days later, uh, he was uh, off again. I said, what is happening? I said, ah, anyway, I, I have promised you. Praise God, he's on the right way now. <laughs> but you see, marriage is something you cannot leave to accident or to chance. Marriage is something you need to plan for. And you need to uh, prepare your mind for. I, I, I say that with all of uh, the understanding what that means. So remember God made us to function with another person together. Because God wants to see us in full bandwidth. God made us in such a way that none, none of us is complete. We always need somebody on our side to be completed. Now today there are so many uncompleted people and they are bringing uh, some trouble upon themselves which often is self-inflicted. Okay, and I don't want you to continue in that state. I want you to make a decision today. Now the question is why do singles find it difficult to open up? You know, sometimes we have a wrong idea about marriage. Sometimes you feel, if you are a lady, there must be a prince coming your way who is going to, to behave in a certain way and asking you for certain things. And then, you know, on cloud nine, you are going to be married and happy ever after. No, it's not that. It's not that. You know, human beings need to plan. Okay? And that is true for ladies as well as for gentlemen. Okay, and uh, please, if you have reached 25 years of age, it is not too early to plan. Uh, I know I, I've given you a, a date now, or a, a number now to think about, you know. If you are 30, you better hurry up. You know, when we talk about family under attack, let me tell you one thing, it's very serious. When, I, when we talk about family under attack, it's not only that the devil is attacking families which do already exist. He also attacks in ways that the family doesn't even come into being. And that's a real problem today. You know, never before in history have people found so many difficulties in finding a life partner. That's a real problem now. Those of you who are married says, ah, I didn't find the problem. Well, maybe you lived in another time. But today, it's not easy. And yet, it shouldn't be really so difficult. Because, you know, God is with us all the time. And he has promised to be our leader. He has promised to 
guide us and lead us into all truths. Amen? And for us as Christians, it shouldn't really be a problem at all to, you know, open up our lives and say, here I am, I'm a single person, I'm ready to find somebody or I'm ready to court and I'm asking the Holy Spirit, I'm asking the Lord to guide me in, on my way so that I find the right person. Simple. You know, all you need to do is begin to pray for it. And when you pray for it, don't just leave it at prayer, but do something about it. Okay, some people think you can just pray, you know, and then somebody will drop from the sky. <laughs> it is not happening like that. Let me tell you, I've never he heard anybody saying, you know, uh, I was just getting ready to get married and then this spouse of mine was just dropping out of the sky. It's not happening like that. There's no magic involved. Okay? Take the magic out of your mind. You need to put your eyes upon somebody, all right? And say, I feel this is the right person. Pray about it, and then if you know that this is the right person, go ahead. It's as simple as that. Then you build a relationship step by step by step by step until it is going to be strong. So, those of you who are single, you should make up your mind and just make a confession. Okay? Marriage is for me. I can tell you marriage is for me. Okay? I have made that confession a long time ago. There was a time when I felt maybe I should stay single. You know? I didn't really want to stay single, but there were too many ladies uh, who were interested. And so I declared, leave me alone, you know. I have no interest whatsoever. Maybe I'm going to stay alone. But when I had put my eyes on the right person, you know, I declared marriage is for me. <laughs> Amen. And let me tell you, Marriage is for most of us. I want even you who are married, maybe you are, you are a little bit uh, distant from your, from your spouse, you should declare marriage is for me. You know, I'm going to make it work. Because marriage has to be made to work. Marriage does not work itself automatically. There is no automatic in marriages. It always needs two people to work together in order to bring something good out of that relationship. So God says, it's not good for you to be alone. It's not good for you to function alone. You are called to be together. And you know, God designed us in such a way that we are making a perfect fit. You know, there, I'm not sure whether you have heard uh, some people saying, you know, we are not compatible. You know, let me tell you what is not compatible. A man and a man in a relationship is not compatible. Doesn't fit. You know, nature will tell you, doesn't fit. A woman and a woman in a relationship is not compatible. 
because it doesn't fit. It's not nature. That's not the way God made us. God made us male and female. Go to any hardware shop and look for a bolt and a nut. If you want to tie two things together, you don't need two nuts. You need one bolt and one nut. If you are going home with two nuts, you will never tie anything together. And let me tell you, relationships which are made with two women or two men is just unnatural. It is not biblical. It's against the nature and the plan of God. And it will never hold together. Two nuts cannot tie together. Two bolts cannot tie together. It's not possible. You need one nut and one bolt. All right? That's true in marriage. You need one man and one woman. And my friends, is, is it not easy? Just open your eyes. If you're a young man or a man, you know, look around. There's so many ladies around you. Okay, sort out those who are married and you see all the others. <laughs> there is one for you, one for you. You understand? For sure. You know, the biggest problem today is that people have got difficulties to make up their mind. They are trying here, trying there, trying there, and they're getting confused. You know, when you are turning around like this, shush, shush, I don't do that too much because otherwise I'm going to get dizzy and fall down. You know, but if you are doing that too much, you get confused. You get dizzy. And that's what many people do. You know, instead of concentrating themselves in one direction, they are trying here, they're trying there, they're trying somewhere else, you know, and then they become confused. And they said, I don't know what to do. Maybe what we should do, we should, after the service, we should tell everybody who is married to just go out and leave the single ones alone here. <laughs> So that they can open their eyes. <laughs> you see, God has wonderfully designed us together. Together. And only when we are together are we really be able to have the full ability to complete or do what God has called us to do. You know, you don't go into a shop a car dealer's shop and you buy a car without an engine are you going to do that you know it says i want to have a new car i don't mind about the engine as long as it looks nice you know and then people see you pushing your car through the streets <laughs> it may be nice to have a nice nice car with nice shape but if it doesn't have an engine it's not good enough and so, you know, we all need to have that other part. And God declared two is definitely better than one. That's for sure. And that's what I want you to, to hold on to. It is God who decrees that it be like that. So why are you delaying? You know, I've got the understanding if you're saying, okay, I want to finish my education. I want to do this. I want to do this. But you can't put forever that decision off. 
you know, and procrastinate again and again and again. You know, when I saw the right lady, I made the right decision. You understand? After consulting the Lord, after knowing God gave me a green light, I approached her. I had not finished school. I was still in college. You know, I was doing my, uh, my studies in Bible college, but I was still going ahead. Some of you who are ever studying, you are going to study yourself to death. then what are you studying for? You know, the Bible says, this is the case of a man who is all alone without a child or a brother, yet he works hard and gains as much wealth as he can. But then he asks himself, who am I working for? You know, even if you have a lot of wealth, if you have nobody to share it with, you are the most miserable person on earth. You know, Whatever God is blessing you with, you must have somebody to give it to, to share it with. Because then life becomes really interesting, you know. If you are sitting in your, in your, in your mansion with all the, the bags of money around you, you know, that is miserable life. I would have rather have very little and have a lot of people around me and uh, we enjoy life. Because God has given us life so that we enjoy it. Amen. So, in other words, marriage must be planned and marriage must be prepared. There are some people who feel, you know, I can get married, I don't need, uh, I don't need preparation, I know everything about marriage. We are not talking about sex, my friends. We are talking about marriage. It's a different story altogether. Sex is supposed to be part of marriage, not anything else apart or outside of marriage. But some people feel because maybe they have, uh, you know, they have uh, had some relationship here and some relationship there, then they know everything about marriage. No, my friend, you don't. Marriage is something you need to very well prepare. Okay? We all must mentally prepare for marriage. And if we don't have a plan to go into marriage, we probably don't do that. Living together with a mate, with a partner, with a life partner, always brings a lot of transformation, a lot of changes. And that's good. You know, when you plan to get married, you must plan for transformation. Some of you young people, you know, I tell you, you are going on my nerves because you are not changing. You need a husband. You need a wife. Okay? Because I can see you growing, but you are growing one-sided, you know? <laughs> Something is missing, you know? The, the, the person who is, who is uh, you know, grinding you, the person who is polishing you is not there. And so you become one-sided. And you know, the longer, the longer you wait, the more difficult it is to finally adjust to one another in marriage. You know, when you get married, many people think, you know, uh, this will be a great day. You know, of course, wedding days are always great days. 
especially when we spend a lot of money. Uh, but I, I, I want to tell you, you know, make sure that you have a great wedding, uh, a great marriage rather than a great wedding day. All right? Because some people, they have uh, made themselves bankrupt on their wedding day. And then they are living with the strain ever after. Okay, that's not very wise. You know, plan for your marriage. Wedding is not so important. Since I'm always dealing with people who are preparing themselves for the wedding day, you know, I know what I'm talking about. They are planning their wedding day, you know, from morning to night. Nothing is in their mind but the wedding day. But I want to tell you, there is life after the wedding day. And if you are spending all your money, if you are making so many debts because of that day, you are going to regret it afterwards. If you find it difficult to bring money together, why don't you forget about the wedding day? You just say, Pastor, I'm come, we are coming to church. We are inviting all our relatives and friends and we are just going to give our promise to each other and then we go into our honeymoon. Finished. <laughs> no problem. I've advised some people who said, I don't have money. Do that. You know, it just, you, you don't have to waste money on the wedding day. You know, tell me, when have you been last to a wedding? Think about it. These days, weddings have become a big business. And uh, if you want to make good money, you go into uh, selling wedding implements, you know. But I think it's not a good advice to spend too much on a wedding day. You know, spend nicely, but not, you know, going over the top. Because somebody has to pay for it afterwards. Uh, I can see this is not good advice. <laughs> Some people are looking me, at me with uh, very unbelievable eyes. But I can tell you this is good advice, you know. Anyway, we're not talking about the wedding. We're talking about life, planning for the future. When we come together, two people, one person from one family, another from another family, maybe from another tribe, maybe from another country, you know, differences are bound to be there. Differences are bound to be there. Those of you who are married, you know what I'm talking about, isn't it? Even if you are just so, so close, you know, you felt we are, we are a perfect fit, we are just alike each other, you know, you will be shocked when you're finally married. Because what you thought is the same is not the same whatsoever. Because we are all different, isn't it? We are all different. And praise the Lord, we are different. Now some people are saying, we are so different, Pastor, we are not fitting together. Do you know that? There's a secret I have for you. Different. You have to be different. If we were the same, you would not be fit to be married. You all have learned about magnets, isn't it? In school. There is a magnet which we call the thous and the magnet which we call the nos. Okay? And if you bring them together, you know, they're different. You know that? They're not the same. But when you bring them together and you, you, you bring them close enough and you let them go, bah, they attract each other. They're different, but they fit together. You know, husband and wife are different, but they are made to fit together. 
try to bring two nodes together and you try to push them together and they don't want to come together. They are not compatible. You understand? Two sows, two nodes, it will not work. But bring a sows and a nose close to each other, bah! They are trucked. This is the way God has made us. Just because you are different does not mean, you know, our marriage is in trouble. No, differences is what the marriage is supposed to thrive on. Don't use differences to quarrel over them, but thrive on the differences because you are increasing your bandwidth. You understand? You are able to see things with eyes which you don't have in your own head, but which are in the head of your partner. Praise God. And that's what we need to do. Everything in life must be learned. And you know, to learn to, to court somebody must be learned. You know, you might feel uh, uncomfortable. Young man, young woman, you might feel uncomfortable to approach the other sex seriously. I mean seriously with a marriage proposal. I'm not talking about anything else. I'm talking about commitment in marriage. Okay? You might feel uncomfortable. You know, what, what if he says, or what if she says, no? Hey, first of all, ask the question before you think about what somebody else is saying, because you don't know. Are we together? There are too many people who are saying, if I pray and God will not answer, then what will I do? And then they don't pray. Hey, pray, and God will answer. Okay, the same is true. Approach somebody and then wait for the answer. Don't give the answer yourself. You see, we are becoming so difficult, so complicated because we are watching too many television, too many films, too many film stars who are, who are you know, uh, showing us uh, false stories which are not out of this world, which are unreal. We are now having all kinds of barriers in our, in our minds, in our heads, because we feel, what, if, what happens if I do that? You know, just be real. Be a human being. God made you to relate to somebody. Two is better than one. And never give up. You know, never say, it's too late for me. It's never too late. It's never too late. I'm saying, hey, have you heard? It's never too late. I knew a lady, and I still know her, but I haven't seen her for a long time. Uh, I, I can't remember now exactly. Uh, I'm not good in, in numbers, you know. Uh, my wife would know better, but I think she was about 60-some years old. Okay, 60-some. And she was single for her whole lifetime, 60 years. Single. That's a long time, huh? Anybody here 60 single? So, in, if, if you are below that, you know, I want to tell you, there is hope for you, okay? So, that lady has been, about 60 years, uh, you know, maybe she was 59 or 61, I can't remember exactly, but about that time. And if you want to know more about it, ask my wife about it. Okay? Single for 60 years. Then, uh, one day, she was approached by a man. 
who was about mm, maybe 63, something like that. Was a was a widower, okay. He was alone. He had lost his wife. The wife died a few years earlier, and he felt it was not good for him to be alone. He discovered by studying the word of God that it is not good to be alone, and so he said, "Okay, now what should I do?" And he was uh, a very responsible man, so he realized to go for a young girl is not what I'm supposed to do. So let me look for a girl of my age. Okay, and he found that girl with uh, 60 years or 61, whatever, and he approached this girl of 60 years and says, do you want to be my wife? And she got shocked. You know, for 60 years she was alone. And all of a sudden somebody comes and says, do you want to be my wife? And she said, let me pray about it. And she was not praying uh, for eternity, but she prayed for a season. Uh, you understand? I can't, I can't tell you how long she prayed, but we, maybe a week or two. And uh, she got a green light and she went back and says, I'm available. And very soon, didn't take long, they got married. And people were scratching their heads and said, you know, are these people not too old? Now they are married for, I think, more than 10 years, maybe 12, 13 years, I can't remember exactly. And they're still strong, still going strong. Now, please don't tell me it is too late. It is too late when you are in the coffin. <laughs> but you are not. You are very much alive. And so, please, you know, don't ever say, for me, all the, all the trains have gone, you know. No, just keep your eyes on the Lord. And... You know, make yourself available. Don't, don't hide yourself. And when somebody approaches you, don't just, hmm. <laughs> you know, some people don't know how to deal with, uh, with an approach from a, from a young man. Some ladies, they, 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 they act in a very strange way. But young, young men, don't give up. You know, that is just, you know, covering themselves. They protect themselves. I can tell you, I know. In fact, if you, are, if you are proposing a young lady and says, I've just been waiting for you, then be careful, you know. But, you know, if she, if she says, okay, give me time, that's normal. It's, it's, just, it's just the way it should be. You know, every decent woman will want to be sure about your intentions. Okay, so if you come for the first time and says, what about the two of us? And uh, you get something which you didn't expect, and you says, oh, all the women are the same. Not, hey, you! <laughs> Keep going, keep going. If you are serious, I'm telling you, if you are serious, you can win that sister. Uh, but if you, are, if you are here today, if you are here today and tomorrow you are somewhere else, then that lady who have been proposing says, he's not serious, this guy, you know? He's asking me, but he has asking, been asking five different ones as well. So it doesn't work out. So please be sure what you're doing. And you know, if you have plans, 
If you are preparing yourself, go that way. Otherwise, you're not planning. Planning means you are making a plan. Just like you're building a house, you have a plan, and then you do according to the plan. Not in the morning you're waking up and says, okay, whom I'm going to ask today. <laughs> That's not planning, my friend. Know who you are. You see, we are not people of the world. The world has accepted that you can go out with anybody anytime at, at, at any season. Know, change the partners as many times as you want. And that's why we are in trouble. That's why we have problems like HIV and AIDS. No, you, we need to be serious. We need to be faithful. Let me tell you, the church cannot just accept this kind of living. The church stands for values. And we know the blueprint of God. And that is very clear. God's blueprint is marriage. It's a firm relationship between two people who are faithful to one another and who are committed to one another for the rest of their lives. You know, that's what we need today. And that's what makes strong families. Not just uh, today I'm here, tomorrow I'm there, tomorrow I'm somewhere else again. No, that will not work. Building a relationship is hard work. You don't make a friend by shaking somebody's hands. Have you noticed that? Friendship calls for investments. And that is even more true when two people want to spend the rest of their lives together. You can't just say, well, I've been waiting for somebody to come and join me and then take over. No, you need to add value to your relationship. Okay? And for young people, maybe you were thinking about marriage. and There's no young person who doesn't think about relationships. Uh, how do I know that? You know, I've been working with young people from teenagers, youth, uh, young adults. And the number, the number one questions are always, you know, what about my friendship with this one? What about this one? What about marriage? What about this? These are always there, isn't it? Am I right? Young people? These are on the mind of every young person. So why do you want to leave it there? Make a plan and follow it. Okay? Don't be over familiar with the people you have been with. You know, see them not as your as your young people. You know, sometimes we have got difficulties to grow up. Okay? What do I mean with growing up? Our body is growing, but our mind remains behind. We have been in one youth group, you know. We know each other since we are young. And we still see each other as uh, girls and boys, you know. But we don't realize that we are no longer girls and boys. That's why I'm saying open your eyes. You know, If you can't open your eyes, just take a picture and take it home and look at the picture and say, is that still a girl or is that still a boy? No. Things are changing. You know, sometimes we are over familiar with each other, but we don't really know the real adult behind. Let me give you a wonderful story from the Word of God. 
Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. The Bible says, for husbands, this means love your wives. And you know what I really want to uh, emphasize is what comes from now on. Just as Christ loved the church, the Bible says he gave up his life for her. To make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. With, instead, she will be holy and without fault. Praise God. Do you know that Jesus is our bridegroom? Do you know that Jesus has set our, his, his eyes upon us, the church. We are the bride of Jesus Christ. And you know that Jesus is preparing that wedding and that marriage which is going to last for eternity very, very, very well. Do you know that he is busy to remove every spot and wrinkle from the church because he wants to spend eternity with all of us. We can learn a lot here. For 2,000 years, the Lord Jesus Christ has been busy preparing his church. One day, he will walk down the aisle of heaven together with his bride, the church of Jesus Christ. Amen? But he has been preparing that. He has been working on it, and he's working on it even today. Revelation chapter 21 says, Verse 2, and I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. Praise God. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. Praise God. You know, God is preparing his brides. Young man, what about you? Are you preparing your bride? Are you preparing yourself as a groom? You know, we need to plan. God has planned. Jesus has planned. And he's busy working on things until they are ready the way he wanted them to be. Revelation chapter 22 verse 17 says, The Spirit and the bride say, Come! You know, when you are in love, you are looking forward to be united with your spouse. And Jesus Christ is looking forward to be united with us, the church. That's a great illustration of every relationship. And you know, every time two people come together, they are just foreshadowing that great, great relationship and that great union which is going to be closed in the presence of God Almighty when the church is going home and has a mighty wedding celebration in the presence of the Almighty. Praise God. So we can learn from that. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 32 says this is a profound mystery but i'm talking about christ and the church 
You know, when a man and a woman come together, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Every time that happens, it is foreshadowing the union for which God has made us, the union between Christ and the church. And so be serious. Don't play around. Young people, singles, I want to tell you, marriage is for you. Okay, unless you have a special message from heaven, marriage is for you. Okay? Don't put it on the long bench. But make a decision, I'll do something about it. Remember, building relationships is not easy. There's so much influence, there's so much immorality, or what people call changed morals. Bible calls it immorality, isn't it? The world has embraced it, the church cannot and will not, because the church understands the plan of God. Only in marriages, in strong, powerful marriages, can our world be sustained. You know, marriage is a protection for human life. Marriage is a protection for individuals, for children as they're growing up. You see, in the Western world, many families are dysfunctional. And unfortunately, it is beckoning even to knock on our doors. And we must be very careful that families are not just falling apart. Because when families are falling apart, then the society falls apart. So we must strengthen the families. We must seek the values of the family. It's absolutely crucial that families are strong. And that's why young people, please don't play around with that sacred relationship. Strong marriages beget strong families. So as I conclude today, I want to tell you, it pays to invest into marriage and make it work. Of course, there's always some pain associated with being together. You know, when two people are closer together, there's some rubbing here and there. And it's not negative. Actually, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Because we will be changed. We will be shaped, we will be smooth as we have never been before. You know, marriage is a chance to be on a constant trip to grow, to be shaped, to be made more wonderful than we have ever been. A precious stone comes out of the ground not very uh, obvious to anybody that this is a precious stone. You have to take it for polishing, for grinding. You know, you have to do a lot of work on that stone in order to make it valuable. You may have seen precious stones in a clump of clay and you didn't even notice. It needs a special eye to see what is inside there. And you know, in every human being, there's something special. There's something great, something good but it needs, to be it needs to be removed from all the trash around it. And that's why marriage is so important. That's why 
we need to increase our bandwidth. You know, we need to have somebody on our side who helps us, you know, to remove some of the uh, unnecessary things in our life so that our lives are being changed. You know, in marriage, you will always be challenged. Always be challenged. And that's the way it should be. You know, I've heard... Uh, Somebody said to me, I'm, I'm so tired about my marriage because every time there's a challenge. And I said, praise the Lord, this is good. You know, only people who are tired and who want to sleep and die, you know, don't want to be challenged anymore. I want to be challenged for the rest of my life. You know? And that's why I love my wife. She's, she's a great inspiration to me. She's a great help. You know, I couldn't have done half of what I did without her. And let me tell you, when two people come together, they don't add one and one, but they multiply. Remember the story about in the Old Testament, one, one can slay a thousand, can slay how many? Ten thousands. It's a multiplication factor. When you get married with the right person and you are together, you know, you help one another, you speak into each other's lives, you shape each other, you polish each other, and you are going to Grow from strength to strength. You're not just doubling your ability, but you're multiplying your ability doing things in this world, positive things in this world. In marriages, we have the opportunity to constantly learn and see new horizons. You know, it's the people who don't want to be challenged. It's the people who don't want to be changed who are going to let a marriage break and fail. But people who are loving to be transformed, they say, this is good. I love it. And so, couples, I speak to you as well. If you face some shaping, some grinding, some polishing, you know, some painful exercises, don't worry. This is good for you. It's good for your spouse. At the end, you will come out more shining, more valuable, more pure more beautiful and that's what God wants to see in your life so as I close let me just read a few verses for you Song of Solomon you know I've been reading this as one time or the other and I just want to give a, a test to my young people you know the Bible says here you are my private God my treasure my bride." A secluded spring, a hidden fountain. Are you with me? Your tides shelter a paradise of pomegranates with rare spices, henna with nut, and so on. Now, let me go to verse 15. It says, you're a garden fountain, a well of fresh water, streaming down from Lebanon's mountain. Awake, north wind, rise up, south wind, blow on my garden and spread its fragrance all around. Come into your garden, my love. Taste its finest fruits. Singles, I'm talking to you. When are you going into the garden? You are missing something. Okay? The Bible says here, you know that we are seeing a, a well of fresh streaming water coming into our lives. I challenge you today. Plan for marriage. Pursue marriage. You know, I see so many people who have grown up to a good, good, good age.